Welcome on in. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable. Never look so good. Our, our new lost song. Um, you know, it starts off by saying, you gave him my all. Did you? And why, why, why do you continue to make me cry in a, in a baseball sense? Not real tears yet. Uh, <laughs> depends how the rest of the season goes. But, I mean, holy cow. It's it just... The whole season is just really felt off, and uh, they just stink. <laughs> like right now, they just stink. They're not particularly good at anything. They're definitely not great at anything. They play bad baseball, and it's just—it's a really, really disheartening watch on most nights. And now they have—they uh, didn't get to twenty-two and twenty-nine. Like, oh, thank God, we didn't get to twenty-two and twenty-nine. They're 25 and 29. So they, they got there. They found a way to get there. But here we are. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in and react to another Phil's loss, how you're feeling right now and where you're at with this baseball team. Um, and, and I got a couple takeaways that I, that I want to get into. But just the overall message of it's just disheartening every night sitting here. And they can't just – sustain it they can't put it together it feels like when they 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 start they just as quickly stop and there's no consistency there's there's day in day out they're just a bad baseball team right now and that stinks like there is no worse realization especially in may your team's not very good but right now they are just not a great team they don't really do anything well Pitching staff's turning around a little bit. The the from the bullpen starters, besides the fifth starter, kind of turning around. But it's just this stinks. This stinks. This is a year with so much hope, so much uh, emotion, so many people ready to just buy into baseball, and they're doing everything in their power to absolutely crush. Let's get to the takeaways I have from from tonight. And again. We'd love to hear hear yours as well at 215-592-9494. Number one, and I hope there's no injury here. Again, I said it in the pregame show that if he didn't pinch hit late, that would be a cause for concern. And in the ninth inning, Josh Harrison pinch hit instead of Bryce Harper. Heck, even instead of Edmundo Sosa or Gareth Stubbs. Now, he got a hit, so it worked out fine, whatever. That's a spot Bryce Harper should be in. I, I know that Stott's up next. That's fine. Um, then Turner after him. Like There's not really a natural spot to slide Bryce Harper in. There was there with, with the Josh Harrison thing. And the fact that Bryce wasn't there I think is interesting. The fact that uh, I believe Rob Thompson still hasn't talked post game, which is uh, uh, a little bit worrisome. Um, so maybe they, like they're trying to figure out what they want to say. Um, about Bryce, that's concerning. Um, Tucker's telling me that Thompson did say that they didn't want Bryce to swing today. I mean, given the elbow thing, that's mildly concerning. Again, I hope nothing's wrong. Um, but that's the the antenna is officially up on this Bryce thing, and we'll see if he's in the lineup tomorrow. But if he is healthy, and you sat him tonight, that is Joe Girardi all over again. That is overthinking, and then, frankly, it's just dumb. Like, I know he's coming back from the injury, but can we have 
just an ounce of urgency, just a little bit of urgency, and and, and have the fan base believe in you, it's 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 a subtle thing. It's a, it's a minor thing. But, like, <laughs> he's pretty much been the bright spot on offense as he's come back. And we're sitting in, in, in a division game, and they gave him a choice to sit on Sunday Night Baseball in a division game with a chance to go to, to win three out of four or a first game of a Mets series. That's when we're deciding to sit the guy. Like, show some sense of urgency here. And that's what killed me at the beginning of last year where it's like, oh, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, we'll turn around, yada, yada, yada. Well, show me that. Give me some kind of sense that you care. I mean, what is that? The decision to sit Harper tonight. I mean, that is that is Joe Girardi that is overthinking it, that is not just letting your players go play. I don't care if he's 0 for his last 10. I trust Bryce Harper to go out and do his job. Like, what are we doing here? The guy's at DH. And, and this isn't trying to, to simplify baseball down to its, its, its you know the simplest form. But he's a DH. He had an off day yesterday. JT hasn't had an off day since what? The uh, the Diamondbacks game last Wednesday? He's playing all four games of the Braves series. There's some urgency there. So maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's hurt. But, I mean, for, for crying out loud, and you gave him the decision? Uh, like, how about you take the decision out of his hand and say, no, buddy, you're going to sit against Strider on, on national uh, – we know you want to build your brand and, and be a face of baseball and, and play on Sunday Night Baseball and the nation's watching. How about we do something that's smart for the team? It's Dylan Covey versus Spencer Strider. You really think you're going to win that game? And now I have him out of the lineup in the first game of a Mets series against Kodai Sanga. That's – it's just like – Oh, my gosh. It, it drives me nuts. It drives me insane, the decision to sit Harper tonight. It's May. I, I, this is divisional games. I mean, someone step up. But come on. It, it, maybe he's injured. I, hope, I mean, I, I don't hope he's injured. That would stink. But, like, this whole thing just drives me nuts. Uh, my second big takeaway from tonight is – the offense took a, a, a massive step back. And what, what annoys me the most about this is that I genuinely believed that the Diamondback series, the, the Brave series for the most part, that they had, had finally started to find their stride. And they had gotten less chasey. They were not swinging at everything. They were, what they were, you know, getting the pitchers in the strike zone. They weren't. Um, they, they look like they finally were, were having an approach. And all that just went out the window tonight. I mean, was there any game planning? Had anyone on the Philly staff gone and looked at what Kodai Sanga does? I mean, the guy usually walks the ballpark. His fastball is very hittable. As long as you, you don't swing at the ghost fork, Kodai Sanga is pretty hittable. Now, I mentioned pregame. He was really good at home this year. So maybe something's going on at City Field where he's very good. Whatever. 22 whiffs on Kodai Sanga tonight. 22. 20 freaking two. Nine strikeouts. It felt like 100. It might as well have been the whole game. Um, and, and again, just going back to not having a plan, uh, being overly aggressive for no reason, no real two-strike approach, not trying to grind out any at-bats. 
One hit until the ninth. No runner advancing to, to second base for the first time since 2016. Do you know who was on the 2016 Phillies? It was atrocious. It was atrocious. It was not the guys that have in this lineup. I know Bryce didn't play. I know it. I know it. But that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. That is not an excuse. We might as well get this out of the way. Kodai Sanga is obviously uh, our player of the game, which is brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. Kodai Sanga was great tonight, and he flashed all the stuff that you saw um, when he pitched in Japan. That He's flashed a little bit here, but there is a book out on him. Fastball's hittable, walks a lot of people, don't swing at the ghost fork. All three, they, they they messed up tonight. All three of them. All three of them. Is anyone down there paying attention? Like, seriously, is anyone down there doing their job? It's atrocious. And my final thing, and there's only actually only one example of this tonight, which is shocking. I mean, God forbid we could just play a smart baseball game. <sighs> JT Real Muto stealing uh, down two late in the game after – a leadoff walk is just dumb. It's just dumb. And, and maybe it's trying to be uh, uh, aggressive and, and create a spark and whatever. You're down two. <laughs> You're down two. You getting in, in scoring position doesn't really do anything. Sure, making it a 2-1 game would be nice. Doesn't really do you anything. Doesn't. It doesn't. Instead, he gets thrown out. And by the way, it was a slider out of the zone. He still got thrown out on. And bang, Adam Motovino is is back in rhythm and crisis averted for Mets fans who don't like Adam Motovino. It's just dumb, 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 dumb. Every night, dumb, dumb. Dumb plate appearances. Dumb on the base pass. Dumb in the field. It can't happen. It's June. It's freaking June. Like, I just, whatever. You're big leaguers. You're big leaguers. 215-592-9494. It is the final out. Let's get John and Hazleton up here. What's happening, John? How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm telling you, I I, I, I just called and I'm already in. Apathy's starting to set in on this baseball team. Yeah, People I, I totally to agree it. with I'm, you. I'm seeing all the tickets being sold on the site. People trying to unload their tickets. They're a bad baseball team. You know, I'm not trying to tap myself on the back, but I called about three or four weeks ago and told you that they're just bad. They, like you said today, they don't do anything well. And before we go any further, I want to get in on the decision to sit him tonight if he's not injured. Sunday was a loss. They weren't going to win that game. They knew they weren't going to win that game. Why would you not just sit him on Sunday? Like I heard you in a pregame show and you're 100% right. It's not just the hitters. It's not just the pitchers. I'm, all, I'm losing confidence in, in Topper or whatever they want to call him. It's really starting to show why he was a bench coach for 30 years before he got a chance to manage. Like, I'm telling you, they're bad all the way around. Bad defense, bad pitching, bad hitting. They, you know, what, what is this, the 10th time already this year? They've been held to one runner left? This is ridiculous. And if, Reed, if they're missing Reese Hoskins this bad and the whole team's falling apart, they're a bunch of frauds anyway. Well, John, and I appreciate the call. The, the Reese... The Reese, every single time things go wrong, is like, wow. This, and, and believe me, I, I think they'd be a better team with Reese. That's not what I'm saying. But they showed the inconsistencies with Reese in there. They were 22 and 29 with Reese in there. Would he make this team better? Sure. Would they be better against lefties? Yeah. 
Um, but they were just as maddening at times over the last couple of years with Reese in there. Do I think he's a leader? I do. But this whole, like, <laughs> the Reese IQ and everything fell apart because of Reese, yeah, it stinks. But, like, we've also watched Reese Hoskins for the last five years. He's very hot and cold. He's been a part of inconsistent lineups. He's been a part of, of dumb baseball teams. It's just, you know, it stinks. I'm sorry I got hurt. But I don't think that could be the, the excuse for the entire team just – uh, just, just, just not functioning at a high enough level right now. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Rob Thompson did say that Bryce will be in the lineup tomorrow. I hope that's the case. Um, he said he didn't want him to swing at all today, not even as a pinch hitter. Well, great, <laughs> awesome. I, I hope that he got his rest in. I hope, I hope that's. I hope he goes on a on a tear and, and hits like five home runs in the next ten games because we sat him for two straight days. Again. If this was your plan and you're going to put it in the control of the player, whatever, how about you just don't and say, hey, sit on Sunday night when it's Dylan Covey versus Spencer Strider. Let's not worry about national TV. And, you know, we, we need you for the break. We need you for the Mets series. We need you there. And and that's a that's a ma- that's 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 a failure. It's a massive failure. And it's just it's it's just incredibly disappointing. Two and five. 592-9494. It is the final out here on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP. On the other side, the one positive tonight. We will get to that, but also a big negative that wasn't on the field at City Field tonight. What was it? We'll get to all of that and your phone calls coming up next here on the final out. Welcome back. It is the final out sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Let's get this out of the way. It's time for the Mike's Amazing Play of the Game, presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. It was early in the game. It was Nick Castellanos to the plate, and it was Brandon Nimmo being an absolute dork. One-two pitch on the way to Castellanos. is hit high in the air, deep left center field. Nimmo going over at the track, at the wall, yeah. jumps, and he makes the catch at the top of the fence. Great grab by Brandon Nimmo right up against the wall. And Castellanos is a long out number two. And it was a good grab. But the way that he reacted, oh, my God. You would have thought it was game seven in the World Series. I mean, it's just just embarrassing. And, and the fact that they let that guy continue to play and and turn into a decent player and just the, the tr- fake try-hard sprint up to first base after a walk the overexcitement for a pretty routine play. That's a routine play. I mean, most center fielders make that play. That's it's as simple as that. Like you're not special. And like Kodai Sanga on the mound's like, you know, freaking out. Relax. Like relax. The the Cassiano's catch was better, first of all, later in the game. So whatever, we take that. But like the reaction was again, he is an absolute hardo. Like there's no doubt about it. I cannot stand Brandon Nimmo. I can't stand Alonzo. Mc, like this McNeil, like again, almost melting down. The, the you got JT out late in the game. Just freaking say, put on the headset. Don't cause a scene. These guys are such absolute losers, man. Like I feel about Alonzo, McNeil, and Nimmo. I think about how most people feel about the '90s Cowboys. Like, those guys are just the epitome of dork. The epitome of just, like, not being baseball players. If I could just boil it down to your simplest form, like, they're the, they're the, they're the guys that every teammate, like, rolls their eyes at. 
That's what those three are. They just roll your eyes at them. Every every time Alonzo tries to be cool, it's embarrassing. Nimmo, same thing. McNeil, like they're all just absolute dorks. And and the fact that they're five and fifteen against the Mets in the in the last twenty games stinks because it it just gives those <laughs> those guys satisfaction, which I just I, I can't handle. So, um. One positive from tonight was obviously Ranger. I mean, Ranger was great. And, you know, I said it before the game. I said it on High Hopes today. Uh, by the way, check out the High Hopes podcast if you're looking for uh, more Phillies coverage. But um, I, I really felt like the, the Diamondback start, even though it was bad and, and the five earned were there, I felt like it started to look more Ranger-ish. There was more swing and miss, had better command of the curveball. Um, there were some quick innings. And it, it just feels like as Ranger – Gets rolling here, especially with the, with the pitch clock, and um, you know as he gets his command back. I mean, Rob Thompson talked after his last start about how he's basically in spring training right now, and, and I totally agree. You know, he has to adjust to the the pitch clock. He has to ramp himself back up. He only had a couple minor league. Um, he only had a couple minor league rehab assignments. So uh, he was really good tonight. He was efficient. He made one mistake to Lindor. Other than that, he, he, he limited damage. The curveball, he was able to throw for more strikes, which kept the hitters off of the fastball and changeup. So, uh, you know, the, the, the part that kind of stinks about where we're at with this team is that I feel like the pitching, for the most part, has turned a bit of a corner here. Ranger, I think, tonight was a big step forward. Obviously, we know what Wheeler did on Saturday. Taiwan Walker's been pretty good. Um, Nola was bad against the Braves, so has a chance to redeem himself tomorrow. Um, so, you know, the bullpen, I think, has is, is, is definitely turned a corner here. I mean, you'll have the Soto blow up, but everyone else, pretty good. You know, it's, it's pretty good. It's not lockdown. It's not unbelievable, but I think they're doing a pretty good job. It's just the offense is so up and down that you don't know what you're getting. Um, so that's what's, you know, the, the pitching staff, I feel like, is actually doing their job. And it's been interesting how Rob Thompson has been managing them. Like, he let... Ranger pitching to the seventh today, and I think he would have let him keep going if it, not, if it wasn't for first and second, and and, and you know that uh, Eduardo Escobar is a two eleven hitter against lefties, and he decided to to put Brogdon in. Ultimately, it didn't work out. Like it feels like a lot of Rob Thompson things have not worked out. But um, Ranger getting back and getting on a roll here would just be a massive, massive win for this team. So that was a good sign tonight. The bad sign is what happened in Reading, which is Griff McGarry, who I have been advocating for the Phillies to bring up and fill that fifth starter spot and um, just just go out there and ask him, I know you're not ready. We, we know that you need probably more time in the minor leagues, but can you just come up and, and give us a good solid four or five innings and and don't be uncompetitive like I believe that Dylan Kobe starts would be. Um, well, in double-A tonight, he pitched four innings at six hits, six earned runs, um, and he did allow a home run. Now, I will say this. Uh, they were all in the first inning when it comes to the runs. So he did settle down after that. Maybe he's nervous because he knows that he could be on this, the doorstep of the big leagues. I don't know. Um, but either way, definitely a a, a bit of a, a bubble burst kind of outing for Ranger Suarez or for for uh, Griff McGarry up in Double A. Let's go back to the phones. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Brian is in Churchill. What's happening, Brian? Jack, pleasure to 
uh, chat. Um, you know, I message you occasionally, but uh, you know, it's it's great to talk to you. And the top five at five tonight was awesome. So. <laughs> it was. I thought it was really dumb, but I, I'm glad that uh, that people responded to it pretty well. So I, yeah, I appreciate the yeah. kind words. Yeah, and, and October was, is is clearly number one. But yeah. anyway, especially when the, the Phils are playing them. But I'm not sure they uh, <laughs> they'll be back there this year. Oh my goodness! It it I mean tonight was just a flat out disaster. It was a disaster. You know, Ranger, to your point, Ranger was awesome. And you get two hits? Seriously? I know. I, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I, you know, and and, and uh, from leading off earlier, you know, Bryce sitting, I don't get that either. You know, I, I'm they're not, trying to They're trying to manage the injury coming back. And they're trying to be smart about it, and maybe they saw his O for his last 10, and they're like, it's the right time to get him a breather. But my point is, like, you're under 500. You don't have the, the luxury of, of, of rest days. You can't take Bryce freaking Harper out of the lineup against the Mets. Like, it's, it's, and it's an important game. It's a divisional game. If you want to sit him next Wednesday against the, the Tigers on a 6.05 game with an off day on Thursday and get him the two days, do it then. You don't need to do it now. Ding, ding, ding. It made absolutely, and, and I, I heard your points earlier, it made literally zero sense. Would it have made a difference tonight? You know, obviously we don't know, but like. Would have given him a better shot. It would it would have absolutely given it. Like, how do you take your best hitter out of the lineup against a division rival? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, and, and I appreciate the call, Brian. And, and I promise, like, I'm not trying to be overreactive, like, like radio host guy. It just it just blows my mind that 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 we it it, it reeks of it reeks of we are smarter than than everyone else you know like we're operating a higher level well you're not <laughs> you're now four games under 500 you just sat Bryce Harper tonight because you want to give him two extra days well great if you give him two extra days he i he better go on a on a tear and carry this team for the next week because it, it's just like it it doesn't add up it doesn't add up it, this is too important there needs to be a sense of urgency. And, and to do that tonight, it's just it's waving the white flag. That's what it is. It's Just sitting Bryce tonight, it, I'm sure it could have sent a message to the entire team of like, well, this stinks, and this is deflating. I don't know if it did. They sure played like it did. But holy cow. It's just – it's annoying. It's annoying. It's, it's annoying. 215-592-9494. It is the final out. Here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. On the other side, we will look ahead to tomorrow's game before handing things off to Jody Mack. All that's coming up next here on the final out. Welcome on back. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looked so good. Reacting to <laughs> Phil's game, in which they did not reach second base for the first time since 2016. So uh, if you're looking to, for what kind of night it was tonight for the Phillies, um, it was that. If you want to know, and, and this is courtesy of, obviously, France Game LA on, uh, on Twitter, here was the lineup for that game. All right, Tucker Bagley. Odubel in the leadoff spot. Peter Borges, who I believe the Angels uh, 
they didn't want to bring up Mike Trout to su- supplant Peter Borges. He was a Gold field. Glove center fielder. <laughs> he sure was. I was at. Want to talk about how sad Phillies baseball was from like 2014 to 2017? I guess I was so hyped when they got Peter Borges. You I know what I'm like, sick of? And I feel like the Phillies have a million of these guys, guys in like single and double A who are like, well, they play Gold Glove defense already. Yep. Well, Don't even like, need to worry about their bat. They're already gold glove defenders. Yeah, was, they've had a lot. They couldn't hit a lick. Um, yeah, that they're notorious for that. So it went Odubel, Peter Borges, uh, Cody Ashey in the three-hole, <laughs> Michael Franco in the clean spot. Ryan Howard was still there. He was batting fifth. Cameron Rupp was batting sixth. Freddie Galvis was a shortstop. Of course he was. Cesar was at second. And Zach Eflin was on the mound there, Tucker Bagley, with Daniel Stumpf, Andrew Bailey, the current Giants pitching coach, and Brett Hol- Oberholzer, and Andres Blanco pitching that game. <laughs> no, Zach Eflin had a good year in 2016. Dude, come on, man. It's Zach Eflin. He's he did. I, I guarantee you his ERA was like 3-7. Uh, so what I remember the most about early Eflin, obviously, was his major league debut where uh, I remember I was on. Now I used to be a big elliptical guy back in the day. Um, instead of like a treadmill or or uh, lifting weights, I would just do the elliptical for a long time. And I remember I would go to the gym and I would do it during Phillies games because I was like, oh, well, this is the perfect way to kill time. And I remember the Blue Jays in his major league debut just ripped him apart. Like we're talking uh, Prime Bautista, Josh Donaldson, Russell Martin. Like that team was sick. Uh, and you know they didn't have to go through a decade of misery to rebuild. They kind of rebuild on the fly. But regardless, um, 2016 Phils not exactly the most inspiring uh, group of baseball players. Yeah, he went uh, two and two thirds, so nine runs, eight earned in his, in, the, in his major league debut. And his ERA was. I got him mixed up with Jared Eikhoff. I apologize. Yeah, Jared Eikhoff was great that year. Jared Eikhoff got got on a run in the middle of that year where it was like, all right, maybe Jared Eikhoff can be something here. Turns out he couldn't. Um, I gotta say, I feel bad. I don't know who was doing it. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever was doing uh final out for the 2014 to 2016 Phillies. I mean, at least 2014, you know, they had Burnett and Aaron Harang and. Is um, Burnett lost like 19 games that year? No, he did. I know, but I was excited, and then he went back to the Pirates and was was back to being good again. That's a lot of uh of bad Phillies teams. Uh, you know, and that's where we're trending. That's and then and sadly, sadly, started to feel more and more like that. But um, hopefully not. Hopefully not. And they can go out and, and still take the series from the Mets. Let's go to Bill or Q in San Francisco. What's happening, Q? Jack, I don't understand how we had these lifeless losses in 2018 and 2019, and we have completely different, better personnel now, and we I have know. the same exact thing going on. Yep. And I have two. Th- I have two things. One. I have just a question about leadership, and the second I actually have a funny story about recent. It's a big topic tonight being discussed. So the first thing is the types of leadership. Do we have the right types of leaders? I I hear that you know Kyle Schwarber is a big clubhouse guy, and yeah, but when you see him in front of the camera, you know he's kind of a standoffish guy. Doesn't want it to be all about him. And then we've heard about Bryce and how Bryce just kind of keeps to himself. But maybe we do need like a raw rock guy. Like I'm not saying to get rid of these guys. I'm just saying that maybe we don't have the right type of leadership because these lifeless stretches, I remember them in 2018 and 2019. And it seems like we've just gotten better and better and better. And the same damn thing happens. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is actually kind of funny thing about Reese. 
I was at a Dodger game with my buddy. We were sitting in the first couple of rows behind home plate, and Reese was in that infamous 0 for 34 stretch. Oh, man. And he hits an absolute nuke in the first inning. I had my Hoskins jersey on. I was giving him good juju. Hits a bomb. And he was coming back to the uh, the dugout in the most – and in the most like safe for work, radio friendly way, he turns to one of the guys in the clubhouse and goes, "Damn, that was better than making babies." But <laughs> so he just knows how to like create his own energy, and he can provide sparks at times. Now I don't believe that he's a you know he's make or break because you know he's been part of the problem as well. But those mm-hmm. were the two kind of points that I wanted to make. The first about the leadership, and second just about Reese. Yeah, and I appreciate the call, Q. And, and it's just – it's tough, obviously, you know, being on the outside looking in. You know, I think Kyle Schwarber is a really good leader. You know, I I like that um, – you know, I like I liked his speech the other night to Craig Kimbrell, uh, who got his, obviously, 400 save. And, you know, he's, he's kind of the guy in that clubhouse. But the one thing about your, your clubhouse leader, leader guy, is – I just the, the one I'm not I'm not saying this is the case, but I I do wonder it. Is if your your clubhouse guy is currently batting 160, does the message fall a little flat? Um, and I hope it would not, given that he led the National League in home runs last year. He's hit a ton of big home runs, been around um, and is well respected throughout baseball. But that is something that I have definitely thought about. Um, you know, and I think what, what what's interesting is that Bryce I feel like has actually been more vocal. With the media post game, he has been talking about how like we got to look ourselves in the mirror and get going and, and doing all this stuff, and they had the, the the guys haven't responded to it, and that's that's kind of concerning. Um, they're still kind of playing the same style of baseball, so maybe it was just a bad night. You know, uh, Rob Thompson said that Bryce will be back in the lineup tomorrow, tomorrow, um, and we just chalk it up to that that Bryce was out and the the vibes were just down a little bit, and Kodai Sanga was really good. What annoys me is that. It didn't feel like there was any plan to attack him tonight. It was just like, eh, go up there and see what happens. And I and I, I don't like that at all. So uh, frustrating. Feels like another step back. Feels like they just they can't get it right. They can't get on a roll. Um, now I will say, tomorrow they have a chance. I mean, Carlos Carrasco is on the mound tomorrow for the Mets. He has been uh, mostly bad this year. Now last start went six and two thirds of one earned baseball against the Cubs, who have a pretty good offense. So, you know, uh, he he has always been, a, you know, a big strikeout guy so far this year. Hasn't gotten going, but, you know, we've seen the Phillies turn worse pitchers into, uh, you know, Cy Young Award winners. So, um, Aaron Nola on the mound for tomorrow for the Phillies. I am more in the camp of throwing out his start against the Braves more so like I I don't I don't believe that's indicative of how he's been throwing the baseball recently. I don't think he's gonna be as good as he was in that cup start, but I think we'll get closer to that version of Aaron Nola. I think they've fixed some of his usage uh problems. I think that his fastball velocity's been going up back up to like ninety four. He seems like he's sitting there more often than not. So I feel pretty good about Aaron Nola heading into tomorrow. I think Truist Park is just a park that he struggles at. It's as simple as that. Just not a place where he feels comfortable. The Braves just they feast on him there. Um, I, I will chalk it up as a, as a bad start, and I think tomorrow they get a better version of Aaron Nola up in New York. But it's on the bats. It's on the bats to show up, and hopefully Bryce is back in the lineup because if he's not, 
it is a massive, massive cause for concern. That's going to do it for me. Jody Max got you coming up next here on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Johnny Marks will have you for leading off tomorrow. Um, hopefully they, they right the ship and get this thing rolling. Jody Max got you next here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.